sci-fi remake. That's not a movie. It's a mini series. Oh, come on. It's, uh, what's your favorite <laughs> space and time media? <laughs> oh, marijuana. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> it's real. Oh. City Longsword presents Swords in Stereo. Welcome to Swords in Stereo. I'm Matt Stinson. I'm Lucas DeBlasi. And I'm Keith Ham. It's Keith Ham and Matt Stinson. We manage Bold City Longsword. This week... We're going to continue our series. I don't know, guys, what are we talking about? Space and time! Last week we talked about body, the base of the pyramid. Today we're talking about space and time, the pillars of the pyramid. Like the Chome Company. We're dropping dune bombs. There's no no way we can talk about space and time and not snort the spice. I mean, it depends on the company. The Chome Company! (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so, uh, the foundation is body. Structure and mechanics. Yeah. A pyramid. That's what we figured out at Bold City Longsword, Jacksonville, Florida. So, on top no, of the foundation. Not Pensacola, Josh Farad. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's such a good guy. Yeah. I forgive you, Josh. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, the pyramid, the foundation's body. On top of that foundation, we have space and time. Yeah. They're right next to each other, but they're separate. But it's hard to manage one without managing the other. Right. Because you need time to move through space. Yeah. To fold space. Yeah, unless you're on the spice. Unless you're on the spice. Which we're not, because it only grows on the planet Rackus. Man. (laughs) And we are on Earth. Man. Got some good Sappho juice. Mm, My lips are so red. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> oh my god. So, Lucas. That's me. Tell me about space and time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I guess we sh- we can break this down. How do the Well should should we do our definitions first? Yeah, de- like define, define me uh, up, buddy. Define me up. Define Before me. Go up. go. So space and time is uh what it is. Space is your distance in relation to your opponent. And time is your timing in relation to your opponent, right? Space in relation to your opponent, time in relation to your opponent. Because German Longsword, they have the, the holy three words, uh, Vornach and Indes. If you're either before, you're acting before your opponent, you're either reacting after your opponent, and you do all of this instantly or inside the, the, the movements. And then uh, space, how far away you are from the guy. And uh, it's defined with uh, the onset, the middle, and the withdraw. And then by definition, it also defines not being in any of those. That's my favorite when I'm fighting somebody, is to be not in the fight. Well, that's where you, that's where you start, right? So if we're talking about space and time, you always start not within reach of your opponent, right? So that's outside the onset. You're, you're, out, you're outside. You can't touch them. Again, that's my favorite. There you go. So, Vornach Indes. 
That sounds way less complicated than I thought timing would be in a sword fight. So you just gotta you just gotta go before the guy and you win. No, it's like it's, initiative in D anD. d You you roll well, the highest he, initiative. You go first. You win. My understanding in Des is instantly. Uh, Rob Rutherford's book talks about defining it as in in uh, inside. Right. So you're either acting before your opponent, making decisions in Des instantly. Right. Or you're acting after your opponent, making decisions in Des. Uh, instantly, and then uh, Rob takes it a step further, and I, I think it's actually in the Meyer book. He takes the Latin word intus, and and intus means inside. So if if you're in the knock, you should be acting instantly inside their movement to retake the vor to become act, to act in the before and make them reactionary. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, we broke Keith. <laughs> So that's 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 time, right? But it, you can't divorce it from the other concepts, and you can't divorce it from moving your body. Because what good is it if you're just a static blob, you know, mewing madly with your uh, no appendages in your mouth or lack of a mouth? So you got space and time. You're 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 moving your body through space and time. Time deals with decision making. The decisions you make will be different based on. If you're acting before the, per- the person or you're acting after them, you're going to make those decisions instantly, in death, in the moment. Space is a decision-making mechanic because you're going to make different decisions based on how far away you are. If you're, if you're outside the onset, you're going to step into the onset where you're one step away from the person. If you're moving from the onset to the middle, you're going to make a different set of decisions because it's more, more dangerous you know, as you move into the strike the guy. So these are all, they should all go through your decision-making matrix and inform what you should do instantly against your opponent. That's my understanding. I'm just a guy from the internet. So, so we could try to break that into pieces. So what piece do we want to talk about? Well, if you're in, if you if you've seized the vor, that means your opponent by default has to be in the knot. So if you're attacking, they have to be defending, or you double. Correct. Because if you both yeah. try to seize the vor, someone has to yield. And decide, that, okay, I guess I'm in the knock. Have I have react- to start parrying. Yeah, if, if neither person is reacting to what the other is doing, you're just going to bash each other in the faces. And we see a lot of new people do that. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, until we start harping on them about time. I see a lot of not new people do that too, though. Well, what about habits? Well, I've, I feel like a lot of people in the German system feel like if they're not in the vor, they're losing. And they, that's a mindset they shouldn't have. Yeah, even Meyer uh, talks about it. You know, that you, it's going to trade back and forth. Yeah, so like one of the things I've been mulling over that's probably not actually ready for public consumption, uh, but the idea Whoa. of... Untested Keith words. Yeah. Take the vor. It doesn't say be in the vor. It doesn't say maintain the vor. He says take it. If you're taking it, you don't have it first. Yeah, so you start not having it. Right. And you take it away. That plays and into, like, the, ha- the, the, the Hapstuk. Yeah, uh, so, like... The Hapstuk are all in the knock. They'll yeah, start all of them start with, when, when he throws a cut at you like this. Yeah. Take this the is the, yeah. This is the same advice the Amazon lady gave the princess in the second Conan movie. You take him! Grab him! And take him! <laughs> What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> Continue, Keith. <laughs> Wait, that makes that makes Keith the Amazon princess. And you're, we're the you're, princesses. You're, you're Grace Jones. I can pull that dress off. I mean, all right. But uh, no, I mean, that was basically the end of that, that actual statement. You know, we could spiral off of that for a while. Um, but like the idea that all of the, the plays or devices or whatever you want to call them you know, start off with the other guy doing something, and then you act upon that yeah. correctly and take the vor away. 
the first uh, four or five Tog devices. Yeah, and then then at the end, he's like, oh, but if he doesn't do anything, you know, lay in and, <laughs> and do your stuff. Right. So then, like, you're going to act in the Vor, having, you know, already established basically that you have it because your opponent's not doing anything. Yeah. But in the vast majority of the cases, he wants you to take it. You know, like, let them make their mistake and then you punish them for it. Right. That, that, you see that, like, if you want to talk about space and time, you see that in... In, in the Tog devices, it's when you step into the onset and he throws a strike here, this is what you do. So you're you're stepping into the onset and they're throwing the strike at you and then and then you're in the knock. You're going to make me start talking about tempo. Huh? We, can, we can get into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, not, uh, we're not like... Uh, so the idea, it, it's if from the onset, you're too far away to hit each other without a step. Right, so you, you've got to cross that threshold into... Uh, the, the the actual fight. The middle, the creek. Yeah. Well, not the creek yet. But, uh... And so, having to cross that distance with your action requires more time. So, if they're going to close the distance for you, your action is now shorter. So, you get to use a shorter tempo. There's that heretical Italian word in our German discussion. Um, so, letting Good them advance, flavors. thinking that they have the vor, and then you take it away from them with a shorter action. Because they... Right. Did half your work for you. you so do, th- you do it inside their action. Yeah, and so in it, it kind of becomes this like counter punchy idea of like let them make the first move, and then you know have a whole encyclopedia in your brain of what to do against such and such move. Suppressing cut done. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of newer people, especially, they confuse. Uh, being in the vor with just aggression, and yeah. that, and, and that leads to a lot of the. I mean, what do you mean? Which really helps me take the vor away from them. Yeah, so that leads to a lot of like just buffaloing. They think if if I'm moving forward aggressively, I have taken the vor, whether they really have or not. But and they don't they don't respect being in the Took knock, them. which leads to doubles, and everybody looks like an asshole. Yeah, people that double are assholes. Well. We're all ass. We're secret assholes. Secret assholes. Secret assholes. You, you weren't here for that. Oh, well, I'm not secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, it's like yeah, the Holy yeah, Trinity. Yeah. It's just two secret assholes and one overt asshole. That's a lot of poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, ours is behind a couch, though. Yes. He's the only one who's going to get blamed for it. Yeah, it's like, right who's shit on the coffee table? <laughs> not knowing there's more shit behind the couch. <laughs> you won't find that for months. <laughs> I'm going to be put down before you find that. And they'll probably blame Keith, because he's the guy that shit on the coffee blame table. Keith. Matt and Luke is good. Uh, I guess we're human dogs, or are we furries at this point? Yeah, we're human We're human oh, dogs, God. like that little girl from Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> that means there were four of us? <laughs> oh, I can't start doing math again. I don't know. We I mean, we are, the, in, we are in the space and time episode. Yes, so. in space and time. What's your favorite space and time movie? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Nineteen eighty four? No, I like the, only I like one. the sci-fi remake. Alright, so What's your favorite space and time movie? I mean we're in a Hema Club, the answer is Dune. Oh god. Alright. <laughs> there you go. We're moving on. So space and time, if we did a lot of where we would we would do our drills and we would freeze upon impact of the hit and that would we would train that behavior and a lot of people would get to a tournament. And that would cause them to freeze every time they did a hit because we weren't training the abzug. Right, yeah, space, onset, middle, withdraw, abzug. So do that. 
So we, yeah. But once, <laughs> once, once it dawned on us, we were ignoring, you know, a third of, uh, of that whole concept. We just started screaming abzug at people. Well, after blows are a real thing in a tournament. And from what I can tell, actual sword fights from the time period. Oh man. So just landing. If it were a real fight. Yeah. Landing the hits might not be enough. It just means you're within reach of a very angry person now. Yeah. Yeah, they're pissed. <laughs> you ever been like, no, you, yeah, you both grew up in the North? No? No. no. You ever have like frostbitten ears or like freezing ears and somebody comes up mm. and flicks them? Yeah, North enough for that. Yeah, that that's, it's that kind of anger. Like scalding your hands in the sink anger. Except also with the knowledge that you're, you're going to die anyway, so you might as well do something stupid. Oh man, I would, I would go ham on it. <laughs> It's like when you uh, kick yourself in the balls playing hacky sack, so then you just kick the guy next to you for oh, no man. reason. I did a double leg takedown on my nine-year-old daughter into into a large beanbag, and her little kid feet just rolling up like a whip and blasted me. I didn't know how to feel. I could be angry at her. I did it. I was angry at myself. <laughs> you kicked yourself in the balls with someone else's foot. Yeah. That's impressive. That's that's amazing. Her little uh, little flail feet cracked me. I, I I did the whole the whole song and dance. Ugh. Excuse me, gonna need a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Do you need me? To get, I'm fine. You just walk out of the porch and yell at God for a moment. <laughs> <sighs> just find a find a fucking squirrel or a, a green animal and just fucking berate it from the porch because there'll be little critters out there. So when you. <laughs> Is green and old around your porch? Yeah. When you, when you talked They're about not gone yet, Keith. <laughs> all right. These, these I haven't Costa, seen one in years. Costa Rican savages coming in here, taking all their fucking food supplies and things. Invasive species. Full to the stuff. ecology now. Yeah. Oh, back to Dune. <laughs> <laughs> everything leads back to Dune. Everything. Everything. Girlfriend gets annoyed, I think. Everything. Well, I have a, Dune relates to exactly what we're talking about at all times. We can keep going. That's for you, Nolan. <laughs> Brian Herbert sucks. Brian Herbert's dead to me. So I, have, I, I haven't read any of those books. I noticed when you talked about space, you didn't bring up Ringin and why such blasphemy. Well, I, well, uh, we have a di- another diagram that uh, shows the flow of a fight through space, right? It's essentially a triangle. It's divided kind of like the Triforce, right? So the first two squares, you have the you have the onset, it moves to the center center or square. The first triangle, the onset leads to the second triangle, the the, the middle, that then leads back to the withdraw, and you can follow that cycle all the way through, right? But if you extend the lines of that triangle out the other side, you've now gone through the middle to another triangle, which is ringin. And and to then extricate yourself from ringin, you have to go back through the middle, and a withdraw. To get back to the onset or get out of the triangles altogether. We do address it. We dress a little too much, actually. <laughs> well, you know, it, it pays to, to know that, right? Because you get into a compromised position in the middle and you're strong on strong with somebody. What do you, what do, you do? You have to go to, to ring in. You have to. You have to or you need to get the fuck out and, and, and get back. Yeah, I feel like it's way easier to be good at not getting that close right. than it is to be good at wrestling. Yeah. And you're so much more effective outside that 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 toe-to-toe range and uh you know who who to thunk it the injury rates go plummeting down when you're not 
I mean, wrapping people up and lazily throwing them over your leg. <laughs> if we're going to open that can of worms, the the whole idea of like ringing in fencing is is weird to me. I mean, of course it exists, but historically these these people would have probably learned wrestling first. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if we were going to build the perfect emo embryo. Yeah. So I mean, there were there were competitions locally. They're probably like little kids wrestling all the time. That's what you do when you're on Netflix. Yeah. So by the time they're old enough to be like training with a sword, sword. No Minecraft. They're already a pretty good wrestler, or like good enough that they would wreck any average modern person. Just just find a good farm boy nowadays with like eight brothers. Yeah. There there you go. You want to wrestle that guy? Then when you put the sword in their hands, they know what happens when they get too close. You know, the yeah. big brother grabs you and he sits on you. Yeah, and you're eating dirt yeah, or worms or his boogers. Yeah, so they don't want to do that. Or a snowball. My but, brother used to play Snow Brother. It's like a snowman, <laughs> except it's me. <laughs> Him and his friends would hunt me down like an animal and then uh, bury me in snow and fill my uh, jacket full of snow and my face also full of snow. Yeah, so, you know, Lucas should be appropriately afraid or at yeah. least have respect for. But there's a lot of students that want to go straight to the wrestling stuff because, oh, it's cool or it's flashy or, you know, they just, they want to be that guy and they have no idea what they're doing. I, I, I want to disagree with the motivation there, Mr. Ham. Or they, I think it's because they don't know what they're doing and it's scary and it feels safer to grab the other guy's sword and try and tie him up and do something goofy. Yeah. And, you know, of course, as soon as they're like training with somebody who doesn't, like doing that, and they just have no answer for it. They're like, oh, I just win fights like this. But they skip over all of the stuff about how to get that close without being stabbed in the eye. Yeah. Um, And so I feel like if we're not going to have a wrestling culture to start from, wrestling should almost be left to the very end of like, okay, you're a competent fencer now. Now we can talk about what happens when you're too close. Because this is the point where like You've already had to do all the work of closing distance safely. You've you've learned about what it's like to get absolutely smashed and get injured. And so you're going to have more respect for what's happening. Be able to get in there and, and be safe and like just actually put on a fight instead of you know, two people rolling around with swords now. Right, yeah. Let's take a nagel to the spine. Yeah. I used to be an adventurer. Until I took a nagel to the spine. Yeah. If you're going to fence with grappling... You should have grappling training Not focused definitely. on making it safe, right? Because everybody's got to go back to fucking work the next day. Yeah, and of course, a lot of people just kind of skip that. They they train a couple of disarms or takedowns or whatever, and they're like, oh, yeah, I can I can wrestle. They skip all of the, the break falls and the how to actually wrestle barehanded before ever just picking up a sword and trying to do it that way. And it, it just usually ends up ugly, and it bothers me. Well, that goes with what we were saying in the previous episode, too, though, where, like, all that disarm, all that wrestling stuff is very flashy. It looks very cool. So people are like, yeah, that's uh, that's what I want to learn. I want to learn that. It's like the flying arm bar of HEMA. <laughs> and uh, Well, you know, uh, when we did uh, one of our open house events um, and you and I sparred, I did, I did a casting. I threw my sword behind me and did a double leg and I landed on your sword point and it was dramatic but every it was it was dead silent in the room until that happened and then they were like oh i mean that is the most obvious thing that can happen in a sword bite that make 
you know, normal people, the, the average viewer go, oh, this isn't like Olympic fencing at all. And <laughs> yeah. so it, it gets attention. But I, I, like skipping all of that and going straight to people who are actually doing this, you know, it, like the, the tendency towards like, oh, I want to wrestle, you know, especially, you know, if they're like the biggest member of their club or whatever, like, oh, I can just walk over there and take their sword and then they can't hit me. We should. So if if you're new and you're coming in and what I, I've, I think I've t- taken away from this is you want to you're not in a sword fight. You're out of range. If either one of you step still can't hit each other. So you step into the onset. Now, if one of you steps, you can hit one another. So you step in, you make your strike, you protect yourself as you leave. And that's kind of how you want to flow your drills yeah. as a beginner is just do that over and over and over again. You, yeah, you, you want you want to like like what what use is a drill, right? If you're if you're doing a drill, you're either working a very specific singular thing that's that's valuable and necessary. Fix fix your thwart cuts, fix your fix one of your master cuts, do whatever. But if you're drilling for a sword fight, you want it to encompass all three phases. You want it you want it to approach a, a real engagement. Uh, as close as possible to get the best training, right? So even if you're not drilling, so say say you're you're two new people and they're they're finally gonna let you spar. Then like, they need the top of the pyramid. The top of the pyramid. Yeah. They need to have an understanding of that to then go spar uh, effectively and express the art. Uh, other otherwise, it's uh, kids with broomsticks, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you you would. You would want to say they they uh, they wouldn't want to stay in one of those triangles too long. Like it should be it should be constantly moving in and out. It's hard it's hard to talk about. So now we're now we're now we're getting out of like the scope of the episode, right? Scope is space and time. Yeah. And now we're if we're going to start talking about sparring, now we have to really talk about the top well, of the no, pyramid I'm, of I'm, feeling I'm, feeling and, and purpose because it gets difficult to do. Describe okay. the actions without the, the top two. Right? I was so, I was just I was wanting to point people towards like if you're sparring how if you're new to sparring how you should think about space and time while you're sparring. You should think about it with purpose and feeling, <laughs> which is the next episode. It's the so, next episode. <laughs> so you got I guess you got to come back. So no, what he he means though is not up and down and around in, in the pyramid, but the the triangles of the of range. And so, like, getting in your head really early on, I think, even without, like, the, the purpose and feeling, just doing a static drill by yourself. You, you have to move your body, considering space and time. Yeah. You need to move towards your opponent, engage, and move away. So, if we're just looking at space, though, I have to go from where I can't hit you... Yes. ...to where I can hit you... Yes. ...and then get back to where you can't hit me. Yes. Yeah. Learning to do that and move back and forth between these... Right. ...these parts of the triangle... Before getting to wrestling triangle on the other side, yeah, yeah. Um, so not go forward, hit, stay. I win, haha. Let's start over. Right. I mean, if he's quite obviously dead, you're in a real sword fight. And you're if probably going to go to jail. Yeah, if he's quite obviously dead, your Hema club's probably over for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but then it works in the context of of just drilling by yourself. Yeah, like we're not just sparring yet. Everything you're drilling should theoretically encompass these kind of actions. Of stepping forward with the attack or whatever yeah. to close that measure or whatever specific to what you're trying to drill, um, and then whether the technique works or not, you know, in a, in a real situation, you're done with that cut. Go away. 
Yeah, yeah definitely. You have to have muscle, withdraw muscle memory. Yeah. That's, a, that's something that we uh, goofed up early on. We talked about what we did wrong uh, coming up in the world. But part of it was, like Matt said, not withdrawing. And then we've got a lot of bad habits because of that. And now Abzug is our favorite word. Now Abzug is uh, screamed to the heavens. We literally, we literally yell it at the top of our fucking lungs every tournament. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You would think it was our club name. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm outside just muttering, "Close the goddamn line." Old city Abzug. That's my nickname, nickname in college. That's your joke. So if, you, so if you're going to practice uh, uh, thinking about time and space, um, you have to practice uh, being in the vor, you have to practice being in the knock, and you have to practice moving from the onset, really moving into the onset, into the middle, and then withdrawing, right? So like we talked about last week, we rambled a lot of shit about body, you have to express those concepts of uh, good structure and mechanics moving towards your opponent within a step of hitting them into that middle uh, part and then moving out. And you have to do that imagining that you're in the vor and imagining that you're in the knot. If you're just solo practicing as, as is the uh, style uh, on kind of what's going on. So move from... Outside of fight into the onset, move forward in the in the vor. So you're you're gonna throw a strike, then get out, withdraw. Then maybe move forward, and imagine you're now in the knock, and you have to defend yourself against his strike. Then uh, engage, throw your quartering, throw your your whatevers, and then withdraw. Yeah, and you see, like it's hard. It's hard to talk about this without going higher up the pyramid. Like it's it's so right. tempting because you, yeah, yeah, you you make your decisions in desk, but your decisions are now informed by purpose and feeling. Yeah. That's that's where the actual code, where where all the the gates of decision are. It's in it's in. Am I provoking, taking, or hitting? Am I strong or weak in the bind? Yeah, it's all other three magic words. Which ones? The provoke, the take, and the hit. The provoke, take, and the hit. Those are, those are important. Yeah. And I can't... It's really hard for me to separate the idea of Indes and the bind. Like, that's... Naturally, my brain wants to go there. I know it's not all that it encompasses, but that's this the easiest way to learn it. Right. I, I think there's a lot of information out there that kind of ties Indes to this idea of, like, during. To yeah, where, yeah. like, you can act in the vor, you can act in the knock, or you can act Indes. But... Like everything is in this, it, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's not a, a third option there. It's <clears throat> in this is the ever unfolding fabric of space, time. Exactly, it's, it's the correct way to act in either of the other two. Yeah, I was never here. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Duke? <laughs> Remember the tooth. <laughs> Random references, yeah. Um, <laughs> So like you 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 that, out there you you I'm speaking to you 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 know what we're talking about <laughs> you know what we're talking about so that that like just change in in terminology or thinking I think is really important of like not oh Indus is what happens when you've both acted and now one of you has to take the four back right it's 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 not in relation to your opponent 
Yeah. It's, it's before your opponent, after your opponent, but everything is happening in deaths, yeah. like, like you just said. So there you, there you go. Like, and I, I, I started with a really similar idea. Was that, oh, these are three different things. Uh, it's before, after, or during. And, you know, like, well, everything should be during. Well, here, here, here we go. Uh, it's my quote time. My quote time. My quote. We'll, we'll edit in a better theme for that. Yeah. <laughs> Just put space noises right. Time and space. The word indes is a good German word and embodies a serious exhortation to quick judgment so that one should be quick, constantly, swift of mind. Thus, the word indes admonishes you to have a sharp lookout, which involves seeing and heeding many things at once, dot, 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 for the whole art of combat lies in all these things. And if you do not heed it and execute all cuts wisely and judiciously, you will easily run into your own harm. You'll double and you'll look like an asshole. Just walk right on to my point for me. Well, I, I've done that uh, uh, many times. Yeah, it's fun. To you specifically. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's very one-sided fun. I, mean, I, I enjoy it. So we've, we've, we've talked about body in the last episode, structure and mechanics. Now we've talked about time, Vornok and Indes, and space, onset, middle, withdraw. And we can't really talk any further without getting into the next. So, the, the cap of the pyramid. The, the the pyramid so far is what you're doing and and how, independent of everything else. Right. It's not decision making yeah, based. So, you're just a mannequin. So you're you're running in the void. Yeah. So with, with no uh, no context to any of your actions. And so we next week we get to the next layer of the pyramid, and now when we run, we're crossing distance because we have time and space. But next week we're gonna fold it. Yeah. We're so we're, we're looking at what we're doing and how. Now it's to X. where and when. And then so that you, then your top one is why. Why? Why do you do the things you do through time and space with your body? And the structure and mechanics thereof. The structure and mechanics of my body will pull me through time and space. Yes. The answer is probably breeding. <laughs> Selective breeding? No, that's just why we do everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I have to kill him so that I can breed. With his corpse? No, well, with no. you. That's not breeding. Oh. <laughs> I'm on the table here? <laughs> We're dueling for your hand Where's, after where's this? my shield belt? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, I love you. This episode of Swords and Stereo was produced by Final Plank Media Productions. Theme song for Swords and Stereo is Thunderer by Professor Agma. Check him out too. To find out more about Bold City Longsword, visit their website at jacksonvillehema.com. To find more Final Plank Media produced podcasts, visit finalplank.com or visit us at Final Plank on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.